out of Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your hosts E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everybody out in Central City. Welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Gotham, episode 30. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. I am your co host from the home state of the longest boardwalk in the world. And a senior contributor to BatmanOnFilm.com, I am Peter Amvera. Today we are recording on February 4th, 2021. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I would like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, we will send you a special prize pack. Now let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who has hit the most consecutive Rick Barry free throws in the history of old Brookville High School, a fellow Batman on Film contributor, Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Holzman. Thank you, Pete. Hello there. I'm, I'm actually taking some free throws right now. So if, I, if I'm a little bit intermittent in my response, that's why. You train harder than LeBron. Have to. You know, when you get to be my age, you got to, if you're good at one thing, you got to stick to it. So in my rec league, I can hit, I'm the designated technical free throw shooter. It's great. <laughs> you're the, de- you're the, was it the DFTS? <laughs> Is that what it would be? Designated that sounds dirty. Would you put it that way? DFTS? Interesting. Interesting. The acronym sounds dirty. So I, oh, You came up with it. I did. No, you did. Yeah. What no, I'm talking no, about? I take no credit. Uh-huh, you did. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so really quick. Uh, <clears throat> last night, let's do a quick recap of last night's SOG Tonight, man. That was crazy. We had uh, a, I mean, it was over three hours. What do you want to like? What, that's what, what I mean. Like, we didn't expect that. Well, you know, <laughs> what happens when you get those Caruso's involved, things just it's get true, crazy. Man. And crazy. then you throw in Zeddy and it just, it turns into just insanity. So, yes. And, uh, but there was someone else on the show who was actually joining us today as well. Justin Kowalski? No, not Justin Kowalski. The other guy. Uh, uh, the other guy. Um, oh, geez. I'm blanking. Who? TBBC? Who Oh jeez! Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's dirty. Oh, oh, oh! Ryan Lauer, yes, from the Batman Book Club. Oh, yes. that's what that acronym means. Yes, oh, I'm look, sorry. Look at this guy. This is Peter guy. He's so funny over there. Oh uh, yeah, he's a real jokester. Oh jeez, he's crazy oh, yeah. over there in Fargo. Yeah, my side's hurt, and that's a funny one there. <laughs> I'm going all over the place with this. I don't know what I'm talking about. Hello, so gentlemen. Good. Thanks for having Hello me there. back on SOG. Yeah, thanks for being back here. Obviously, this is our follow-up to the first Future State show that we did on your show. So this is the yeah. second episode of the crossover. Uh, we're getting to be like CW now with the crossovers. We get to do, oh. you know, these shows. Yeah. And just... I've, wa- I've wanted to cross over for a long time, and the fans demanded it. So they did. Um, they've got a lot of complaints for you, Eric Holtzman. So they were like, they think he's my co-host. Comics. <laughs> that was the complaint so we were like okay let's do com- comics eric oh, Mark comics yeah that was Need it. to review them right that's my that's my goal huh? i'm trying to get you to review i know you didn't like that that run of suicide squad yeah but... it was not a good one 
there's there's other books out it. there. We just got to find one that's right for you. Well, I mean, this could, I'm doing this right. So well, this ends in at the end of <laughs> February, so we got to find something for you in March. But does it though? Uh, Eckhart, think about the future. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, just really quick because I've re- I've so far I've only read the the books that we're reviewing on the show. But Pete, I know you've read all of them. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, all the future state. So we're past episode or episode one. See, I mean, you can talk like a show. We're past book one. We're on to mostly book two, some book three. Um, post book one, what are your feelings about future state? Uh, I think now it's kind of 50 50. Okay. I thought the first round was there was way more good stuff than kind of, uh, and now I'm just kind of like, I feel like this is kind of taking a dip, but um, not into the dip like words. I just don't think there is there's they started off hot and I, I feel like they're not really carrying it forward. Okay. Yeah. Well, we are going to review um, four books today. And, and uh, since we're straight out of Gotham, we're keeping with the Gotham theme. Mm-hmm. So the books that we're reviewing today are Robin Eternal, Harley Quinn, Catwoman, and then Nightwing. Right. So before we do that, yes. I want to get I want to get this one out of the way. We have a contest winner. Oh yes. Sorry. Go ahead. So. Let me, uh, let me, so we got a, from Mr. Matt Ritchie on iTunes, Apple podcasts. Hey, I'm listening here. These guys keep it knowledgeable, keep it enthusiastic, keep it straight. OG, whether in the bat family or not, check it out. So Matt, thank you for your kind review it was a five-star review. You could read us at, uh, you could, you could, uh, reach us at, uh, straight out of Gotham podcast, straight OG podcast at gmail.com straight OG podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, straight underscore O underscore G on Twitter or Instagram and uh, claim your prize. So I think he just, I think he just celebrated his 21st birthday too. So he I did. mean, happy well, birthday. I hope it's Matt the same Ritchie. Matt Ritchie and not some imposter. <laughs> <laughs> I just, There's I hope it's the same now. guy. Yeah. But happy birthday, Matt. Yes. Happy birthday, Matt. We, we, we kind of, we were supposed to surprise him last night, but Justin screwed that up. Not the <laughs> <laughs> He's not as technically proficient as he claims he is, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Big, oh, you got a little sassy with that one there, Peter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always, Justin. <laughs> always talking about other people. I wanted stuff. to talk to Burgundy and she wouldn't come on because Justin wouldn't let her. <laughs> always talking about other people's stuff, Justin. You mess up too. Yeah. Not perfect. How about that, Justin? <laughs> yeah, Justin. Don't make fun of the na- way I pronounce names. Kowalski. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're, we're having a little fun right now, guys. We're going right, to... Let's get into it. Let's get yeah, into let, it. Let's dive Stop into... Stop having fun. Yes. We're not allowed. That's not allowed on this show. We can't have fun. So let's dive into Future State, Robin Eternal, book one. Mm-hmm. The story was written by Megan Fitzmartin, uh, colorist Adriano Lucas, pencils Eddie Barrows, inks Eber Ferrara. I think it's Ferrara, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, uh, I believe so. And the letterer Pat Brousseau. So, <clears throat> really quick, uh, I will let you guys begin on your thoughts on this book. So, I will start with you, Ryan. What's really quick synopsis? Really quick, I think that this is a uh, a fun story. Robin is taking on the uh, he calls them cybers, like the magistrate that are basically like the robots, the the mm-hmm. ones that are out to get the people in the masks. He's taking them on, them on himself. He's got some cool tech to do it too. Makes himself kind of like camouflage, which is pretty cool. But then he has a major discovery, which I think benefits this, this book that I hadn't seen. Now Pete's read almost every future state issue. So maybe he can add a little bit, but I've read most of the, if not all of the Gotham stuff, but um, what they're trying to do to 
pump up the the cybers themselves is to put some of the um lazarus pit in them replace mm-hmm. almost like their oil with uh the lazarus pit so that they will never die and never crush and never power down so uh that was a i think a pretty cool twist for the story that um left us on the edge of our seat for issue number two and uh, another strength to it that i really want to talk about at some point is the eddie barrel art because i thought that was phenomenal i think a combination of his art and then like the the anchoring the inking and coloring i think the the combo i don't know how much is his art or how much is like the other parts of it but mm-hmm. together i think that that look is really good because i know he was on uh tynan's detective comics run yes, too was. And he had a lot of uh, really cool pages and art in that too. And I just think that's, those are like, that's like some standout, some standout art. If I didn't like the story, I could at least compliment the art, but I can compliment both. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, I became very familiar with Eddie Barrows on uh, the run of Detective he did with Tynan while I was re- reviewing those books for BOF. And um, his art almost feels kind of like painting. Right. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't look like it was filled in electronically or anything like that. It, it looks like it brush strokes. It feels very like uh, it feels kind of I don't know. I don't want to say old school. It, it's got it's got its own vibe to it. it. It feels like he was painting. Not, maybe not as realistic as like an Alex Ross, but kind of something more, com- I guess, comic booky than that. Um, I was into the story. I thought it was cool. Just Robin on his own. You know, he thinks Batman's dead as everyone else does in the city. Um and, you know, seeing Spoiler come back and, you know, get them together. Like, I, I mean, that's part of the reason why I also love Tynan's Batman uh, Detective Rod was because it was at heart a Robin and Spoiler story. So um, this was just cool seeing the two of them link up and get back together. And, you know, I, I like the callback to We Are Robin and uh, I, I was really into it. And it was just, it's interesting how, like Ryan said, they use the Lazarus pit, the Lazarus juice or resin yeah resin. like ven- venom and it's kind of like there was kind of like raza ghoul meets bane with the magistrate and their robots and everything so that was really cool and you know it's it's just fun to see robin on his own and holding his own and it's fine it's it's great to see uh, tim drake back as robin like he is addressed as robin and uh my only negative about the artwork is just there's no r on the suit like do we see do, there's you know there's like he's it's just kind of red and green so I didn't see an R anywhere on the suit. That was my only nitpick, but um, I was into it. I loved his little predator camouflage. I, I thought this was a really good, solid comic book. Just, just fun. Just really enjoyable. Yeah, I agree with everything you both said. I think also for me, this one was the most futuristic one I had read yeah. yet. Like it had a lot of the futuristic elements I would have expect from something happening in the future. So I enjoyed that. <clears throat> Excuse me. It also, uh, it ends on kind of a cliffhangery type of way. It's a crazy um, ending. Yeah, which I which I liked. And now it's kind of leading us to say, okay, well, what's really, now we want to read this next one, right? Because we don't know what, what it means. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I'm As I am not a comic book reader like you guys are, so a lot of we'll the stuff- you there. <laughs> Don't worry. Nerd! <laughs> nerd! What a nerd! So a lot, of, a lot of the references and stuff were new to me, but it didn't like prevent me from enjoying it. I still mm-hmm. had a good time with the book. I thought, it, again, like you guys said, a very strong story. Um, <clears throat> I do well, like Tim Drake's Robin, so it was nice to see him, him back as Robin. So yeah, I really... No, no offense to you, Eric. Yes. Uh, but this question's kind of for Pete, because I don't think that you would know, but that... Because that, you don't read uh, comic books. <laughs> <laughs> the the woman that he, that uh, Tim meets up with halfway through, not uh, Stephanie... The other one is that a character that is that I the We Are Robin? 
That is, the, yeah. Uh, what is her name? Darcy is her name. Darcy. Yeah, Darcy. I, I looked her up. She is not in Libra May, who's we, we Are Robin. So I okay. believe she she might have just been, they might have created this character for this story from okay. what I remember. That was the only um, part that I'm kind of like, oh, should I yeah. know? Who I went back and looked her up because I was like, I, I thought I remembered most of the We Are Robin. And we, we talked about it recently. I love that. I love that story. And like, that's probably my favorite uh, incarnation of Duke Thomas. But like, I, Darcy seems like a new character and she's, she's deaf and so she adds like this element to that's very interesting for crime fighting you know eventually yeah. uh darcy robin and uh spoiler team up to take on the magistrate and, and try to you know infiltrate the this cyber like workshop to get the uh the resin and try to prevent them from using it and it, it was interesting how darcy like you know tech, obviously we're future so like there's a little bit of technology but sometimes she's signing and sometimes she's talking so it, it, it added an interesting dynamic i thought to the story uh, and just the element of crime fighting and working together as a team. Yeah. They made a reference at one point specifically to her losing her hearing aid or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And like, <clears throat> I was thinking, well, is that tied to, does she have ability? Is that tied to her ability? I didn't know why that, or was it just like, you know, she can't hear. Like I, <laughs> I, I just think it was kind of like an obstacle in the way. Yeah. But she also suited up into, so I don't know what the future is for her, I guess. Right. Like, she mm -hmm. suited up and she seemed to be part of the crime fighting trio that we had at the end. So she definitely had, yeah. Well, like we are Robin, they were a bunch of kids. I mean, you're, uh, did you read we are Robin? No. So we are, uh, there's just a bunch of kids who kind of tried to fill in the void for Robin when he wasn't present. And it was kind of like a, almost like a street gang and they were trying to do their thing. So they put together makeshift suits. So it's Darcy has a history uh, just assuming uh, from her, we are Robin days of just, you know, putting together stuff and fighting crime in her own way. So that, that that's kind of where I, it, it didn't really surprise me. She does kind of look like an, an early X-Men though, right? Like <laughs> very simple. It's yeah, two colors, the blue and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah. Like a Jubilee type of. Yeah. Yeah. She's got kind of like <laughs> that vibe, but uh, yeah. even with the hair and the goggles. So, you know, yep. a bit of a... she did. I, I agree. Uh, but again, you're right. She was an interesting character that mm -hmm. the one I had never even heard of. So it was really cool seeing a, uh, a new addition to uh, to this universe. We'll see. What, we'll see where go, where they go with her. I can't even talk right now. But oh yeah, I, I thought it was it was really interesting just seeing Tim go and do his detective work and just really just be you know be the Robin of old. You know, like it's it's been a while. We, we, Damien's been Robin for so long, but it seems like Tim's really kind of taking that mantle back. And you know, again, like they didn't address him as Red Robin. It wasn't Drake. It was Robin. Like he right. is officially Robin. So I, I enjoyed that and. I think it's these like cybers are really interesting to me in future state. They, I've said this before. They remind me of Kane and RoboCop too. They're just these gigantic robots who kind of enforce the law. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, and I, I you know, I, I dug all the, the artwork that Barrows is doing. I just think he, he draws really beautifully. There's only one funky panel. I thought the, the panel were uh, spoiler alert, Robin quote, finger air quotes dies. Um, that, that panel looked really weird with his tongue out and everything. That was the only, that was the only gripe I have with the book. <laughs> But, well, yeah, when yeah. he where he cracks his neck. <laughs> yeah, his well, neck. yeah, and it was it was interesting because then he like comes back in like this almost Spider Man pose because yeah. the resin brings him back, and you're like, whoa, that's interesting. Like I was like, it's I was also like, the, the they killed him, and they brought him back. <laughs> it's like the fastest the Lazarus Pit has worked. <laughs> right? too. Like two panels, and then booyah, here I am again. So yeah, but yeah. I mean that's fine. It's not like I needed to wait 16 pages and then be like, oh, there I am. Oh, but. Yeah, I actually love that panel, the very last panel where he's of him drenched in the ooze and everything. That's like yeah. Ah, oh, now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought it was cool. This was like 
this is just a fun comic book. Like this is like when I think of comic books, I think of something like this. Like, yeah, stories kind of out there. You know, like, like you said, Robin dies. He comes back within you know a page, not even a page, not so. even two panels. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy, and it's just, it's just a fun comic book. Like this is this is comic book fun to me, and I really enjoyed it. Like it was, it's simple. It's not hard to follow. The art's really fluid and it flows, and I, I like the designs of all the costumes. Mm-hmm. I thought Spoiler looked cool with her eye patch. Yeah, she did. I was digging it. And he's like, you know, even she thinks Batman's dead or Bruce Wayne's dead. Yep. You know, so I thought I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> he's not. I mean, I'm just I'm just disgusting. So Laura, any highlights from the book? Like anything that you, when you first read it stuck out and you're like, wow, that was cool. Panel, whatever. I'm I just think the the revelation of they're using the the Lazarus resin into the into the cybers. I just kind of thought like, well, that's that's pretty cool that I hadn't seen in another book prior to or since mm-hmm. and um that helps it fit into future state but it's not if somebody just wanted to read this book only they could and they'd be they'd like basically i think be fine um but i i just like i like that explanation that part of the story it's a nice addition and of course art when there's certain panels of just like robin and stuff drawn that last that last panel that you just mentioned of spider yeah. robin um <laughs> looks yeah it's pretty cool yeah, the colors are what stood out for me in this. So the colorists, that's what's they're very, very strong. And <clears throat> I really enjoyed uh, reading this because of that. The colors are just very, very bright and out there and they grab your attention. So, Especially those first like three pages. Yeah. You know, it's really captivating to the eye. It catches you. You know, they draw you in really early. Especially with like that, that Predator Robin. Like that was cool. I really dug that. You know, where he's like in this camouflage thing. I thought that was really interesting. I was like, oh, wow. Like, it's like, okay, this is like, this is like early test projects for like Batman Beyond, you know, like, because in Batman Beyond, he does, he kind of has like a camouflage thing too. So, like, I, I was just into it. And I just, I mean, like, there's so, it's so hard for me to pick like a favorite panel. Like, I, I like, I like the one where Stephanie's just after she shoots the cyber down and she's got that, that badass pose on top of those guys you know like it's 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 a cool pose and it's just uh, there's so many awesome panels spider robin uh just you know <laughs> listen like when robin is trying to get away from the cyber in the beginning and he's like half camouflaged half not i thought that was really interesting i thought that was a cool take so it's just it's a beautifully drawn book uh, artistically it, it's a I, I think the art's better than the story so like you know not not knocking the story but i, th- I think the art is definitely better than the story i like i can appreciate that yeah. Well, the next is what Robin Reborn. That's the next book, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. They definitely have my attention with this one. Yeah, I definitely want to read the next one too. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that. All right. All next, right. So, what's next one, Eric? The next book we're going to dive into is Harley Quinn issue one. So, okay. Pete, I'll start with you. Okay, Puddin. Go ahead. <laughs> Harley Quinn. This one was really cool. And I really, really dig this. I really like what Stephanie Phillips is doing. And we, it seems to me that we have finally moved past the Deadpool, Amanda Connor version of Harley Quinn. And we're taking Harley. And there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy that version. But it seems like we're taking Harley a little bit more seriously. And now she's almost like this criminal profiler. You know, uh, Scarecrow's kind of turned straight. Um, so he's working with the magistrate and th- they capture Harley. And they're using Harley and her her phd to you know lure criminals out they're trying to catch the criminal they're using harley to try to catch the criminals that they can't catch and i thought was and just seeing how harley's brain works and what she does like intellectually to be like well we should do this this and this to play on their emotions to get them out like how they draw professor pig out how they draw firefly out you know because 
they're trying to catch the big game in town, which is Black Mask. And it was it, it's fascinating to me how they're using Harley now. It's, it's, it's a little bit similar, but different than White Knight Harley, where she's kind of like this detective. This seems more kind of like Harley as Hannibal, you know? That's the vibe I was getting. And uh, I thought the art, at first I wasn't digging the artwork uh, by uh, Simone DeMeo. And I was, just, now that I, I, I read it digitally, I wasn't feeling it, but holding it in hand, I'm like, wow, this is, this is awesome. And I love their, their interpretation of Professor Pig. Like I'm really digging that mask. So this is, I mean, I give this a huge thumbs up. Like I was really into the story, the premise and everything. And I'm just, I'm really pumped. And that uh, Phillips is going to continue on with Harley Quinn after this, just after the first issue. So I'm really interested and invested. Yeah, for me, the the whole Silence of the Lambs vibe mm-hmm. in this is very is what drew me into it. Um, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I know that sound weird, but <laughs> it's one of my favorite films. So having movie. that in here and how they did it, um, using someone like Crane as the guy who went straight and just having him being the one qu- asking her the questions and how she's messing with him, just like in Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal mm-hmm. Lecter messed with Clarice. It was very, very 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 easy to fall into because i had that reference and like you know since i'm not like i said not a big comic guy just having that to fall back on help me get through the book um i agree with you on the art i thought um it was weird weird a little bit but it didn't take me out of the film after the film see i keep doing this didn't take me out of the book i uh um i like the contrasting colors to set the moods like that was good too like the Mm -hmm. the way they used he the color was used here so uh, the story, again, awesome. So I agree with you, Pete. This is one of you. This is one of the books you highlighted before, and you said Eric, the um, Harley Quinn's very good. Mm-hmm. So I was looking forward to reading it, and you weren't wrong. I did did enjoy this one. No, this, was, this one was really a blast. Wow. Yep. I you- think the the art. I'll hop on that first. Of like, it reminded me very anime. Anime is not necessarily my my thing, yeah. but like, the, I think the warm colors kind of warmed me up to it. And Ooh. I know. Ugh. Uh, but it, it, I came around to it. I liked it. Uh, I like what they're doing with Harley now in the sense of she's assisting police uh, using her psychological mind and all of her training and stuff for like in White Knight to try and solve a murder and in the Joker Harley criminal sanity, you know, that's very Silence of the Lambs Clarice uh, investigation and you know this they were doing they put a little bit of more of like a twist on it here mm-hmm. uh, but i i just i like that uh more so than the amanda connor version that that part i thought i'm just kind of just kind of hit and miss with that version um that made me really want the batman the animated series version even more uh, but what they're doing now with her i i actually like really like and i think this story is cool to have crane in there um not being the scarecrow but still being jonathan crane um, he's just kind of like a little pisser and you just kind of want to backhand him, but also it's like, but he's like, <laughs> I, I want more of him. So I, I think he adds well. And then to bring in, well, let's use some villains that, you know, that are, you know, like the C-list villains though, Firefly and Pig. And I'm yeah. not really a pig, Mr. Pig fan. No, pig, sorry. Not usually at least hold on his creator, Grant Morrison. I don't really like his version because he's just kind of too out there for me on that part, but other renditions, the, uh, the where the Batman version I thought was yeah. uh, with yeah. Mr. Toad. I Mr. Love Mr. Toad. Yes. Um, I thought that was yeah, that was pretty fun. So I yeah, Pete, this was like I think this might have been the first book that you said, uh, uh, you know, read the Harley Quinn. That one's really good. Read the Future State Harley Quinn. That's really good. And I was like, Pete, we get it. And you're like, No, you don't get it. Read the Harley Quinn book. Future yeah, listen State. to me, okay. jerk. Yeah. 
<laughs> hey, you've got a good track record right now. Okay? Apparently, apparently, I'm, I'm on a hot streak. But yeah, so I think far. I think everything they've done with Harley since Harleen has been just on point. And oh my god! Again, just, you bring it up, Harleen, my favorite book of 2019. That yeah, so I mean awesome. so that good. that kind of started this trend, and they they kind of took her in a different direction. Like before, she like I said earlier, very Deadpooly, breaking the fourth wall, very you know comedic, and you know it was a good run. It lasted for a while, and Amanda Connor and Jimmy P had huge success with that run. But I'm I'm really digging this because it it's just it's a slight twist and it seems fresh like it's still harley she's still she's still quippy she's still got her you know one-liners she's she still doesn't take anything from anyone she you know she's still on top of her game she is uh dc's deadpool in that sense for sure because i mean aside from from batman i'd say she's the the only other one that comes to mind instantly of she can fit any kind of genre any kind of uh mood the really mature stuff or the DC superhero girls to mm. the Harley Quinn TV MA cartoon that's now on HBO Max. You know, like she can fit everything. The mature story of Harleen mixed with that Amanda Connor uh, version, mixed with this, like she can she can blend into any. In her short character part. history, she has really climbed the totem of mm-hmm. DC characters. She, I mean, you she you have the big three, and there's no one that'll ever compete with the big three. But it's you could argue argue that Harley is number four. You know. Right in front of Egghead. Or, I mean, the Flash. But sure, whatever you want to do. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I like what, uh, I think it was Crane in the opening of this one too and how he'd said of uh, one of your, you tried to come up like a, to trademark Daddy's Little Monster, but that didn't work out the way that was, that was you funny. wanted it to. I, I was like, that's that. funny. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Okay. Okay, I get it. I really enjoyed the, the drawing of Black Mask, how he was drawn in this. Mm-hmm. Um, little red skullish, uh, mm-hmm. but okay, you know, good call, good call, man. Yeah, and yeah. you don't read comics. So, uh, <laughs> you're my boy, Eric. But you're you nerd def- just but like you... us. Yeah, I'm. I'm still a nerd just because I'm just not as nerdy. I guess as but nerdy. I'm still a nerd. Um, but yeah, so I really liked that. Um, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen him drawn that way, so it was very cool to see. Uh, I need a question though. The the crane psionis thing. Does that come from anywhere? Um, what, do you, what do you mean? How in the story he's he seems like he really can't stand him in the story. Crane uh, is really I think, I think, it seems like a personal be. thing. Could be. I don't think. I, nothing. I've never stumbled across me. Yeah. a grudge between the two. But you know, it seemed like that's what it seemed like to now. me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Something <laughs> could have happened that we don't really know about. Yeah, I did like uh, Black Mask. It, I mean, what he was on the last two pages. But I mean, what a real, like that sometimes is the kind of villain that I want to see of like no hesitation. He's ruthless. This guy, he's like, no, you're not going to do this again. And the guy's like, I won't. He's like, I know, bam, shot dead in the head. Like, I've always thought of Black Mask as almost beat. like a classier Joker in a sense. Yeah. You know, like he can go out in public in a sense. He, he you know, he, he, while he is like, you know, like he's as ruthless as the Joker, but he does it a different way, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I think that's what what uh, Phillips really channeled here. Just you know, because the Joker will kill anybody at any moment, and so so can mask. But I'm just, yeah, I just love everything about this book. It's so, and I'm glad I really looked. I read it before the show because I read it obviously digitally for the, with the preview issue, and holding it in hand made me appreciate the art way more. Even that one cameo, floppy. yeah, just that one little cameo that we actually have of the Scarecrow. Like, oh man, this is cool, because I saw yeah. that. Uh, uh, the Jimenez uh, scarecrow that's going to come out in the and Batman when things are like, oh man, I don't know if I like that. I, didn't, I don't know if I like uh, King of the Wicker People <laughs> scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, I really thought what I thought was really interesting is when Har- when Harley's on her case, 
and how she lured out Firefly. You know, they, they found like the orphanage where he spent his childhood and, you know, they made it a target. And then they decked out the police and firemen's gear. Like Harley came up with this whole plan and I thought it was just really genius. And it's like, that's what I was really excited about was exploring the brilliance of Harley. Because while Harley can sometimes appear ditzy, it's not, it's like a ploy to get you what to do what she wants. And I'm wondering, does she somehow trick Scarecrow at some point to get free of, or Jonathan Crane to get free of his employment? You know, like it, you could see like the workings of that. Like, what is she doing? She's obviously, she's always a couple steps ahead. So I'm, I'm wondering like how she's going to uh, put this in play. Yeah. yeah, there's signs of the manipulative Harley, Harley here. So you yeah. definitely have, you know, there's definitely there. Um, that's part of the story, Pete. So that, that um, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes next. My favorite, my favorite group of panels was when she's doing the shadow puppets, when she's going through the, mm-hmm. you know, going through one of the yeah. scenarios. Love that stuff. That that to me is Harley Quinn. So I was just like, I liked really that sequence where I was like, all right, well, she's. She's just having. She's still there, but she's still out there, and it, it was it was awesome. So, what about you guys? What are any favorite panels? Well, I mean, it was the the two page spread of kind of like I think it was the the trapping of pig, and it just kind of seemed like the inner cutting, a lot of inner cutting. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that is that's the storyboard for a sequence in a movie for sure, and you can kind of piece that together while you're looking at that. And at first I couldn't really, I'm like, wait, what's going on? How are they doing that? Oh, okay. And then reread it again. I thought that was really cool. Um, just a quick cut of the idea being fleshed out. And then it, and then it seems like she knows exactly what she's doing and what she's talking about. Cause they captured him. They got him. They got the pig. They did. Oink, oink. Yeah. Made him squeal. And she even said that too. It's like, gonna yep. make him squeal. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's really, Phillips is really channeling Harley and she's really inside her head. And I really appreciate that. Do you know um, if, if that's who's going to like... Is no, that she's going to be writing, book? yes. She's yes. going to be writing the book, uh, the regular Harley Quinn title as well. Okay. I can't really... Oh, man, if I had to pick a panel, like I'm flipping through the book right now trying to find one because, Lauer, you stole mine. I really I really don't uh, that those two pages, that two-page spread where she was capturing... Uh, mask Pitt. is Power, that's another good one. Yeah. Is talking about the mask. That's another... But I really just... I love... I just love the just the opening page where like Harley's just she's beating up these guys for whatever reason she's doing whatever and just you get you just get a new look of Harley. I love the design and I love her outfit. She's got like these kind of I don't know are they go go I don't know what kind of there's like combat boots or whatever and I I just I love all of Jameo's art. Like I'm just really it's it's a beautifully drawn book and the colors are great because it's like warm and cool colors and just the way they mix it with the neons and everything of like the the background of this whole future aspect. So. I really do think I'm, I'm glad I, I looked at it in person because it's a beautiful book, but I like the first, I just like the opening page. Cause it just really gets you, gets you going like, Oh, this is hard. And, you know, and she batter up. Like it's the first thing. It's like such a Harley thing to say. So. Batter up. Oh, little, little Nelly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, so any, any closing thoughts on Harley? No, I just, I love the take. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes and, I just, I'm really into this whole like Hannibal Lecter, Harley Quinn. I think yeah. it's really cool. It's going to build. I feel like it's going to build to where she gets free somehow for sure. Cause I mean, you just saw the progression of this book of she's captured. She's, rest- she's restrained the fur after a pig gets captured from her plan, then her hands are free. And then she asks, you know, like, when do I get some fresh air? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, that's going to be the next step. And once she gets that, she's going to plot to how to escape. So what's the, in two issues, what's their plan? What are they trying to work toward? Because we know there's something with Black Mask next issue. 
Right. But how is that going to play into Harley goes free then Harley works for crane Harley works for the magistrate. Like what, what's going to happen next? Well, the, the best thing work? about Harley Quinn is you, you, there's no way to, pre- she's almost you, as crazy. You as yes. can't trust her. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, they leave you in that space, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay. Um, she obviously is playing crane. You can tell just from the first book. So he we'll just see. doesn't know it yet. Right. And oh, so we'll Jonathan. Where... <laughs> it's classic, classic Jonathan. We'll see where this goes. Poor we'll see where this goes. <laughs> so the next one we're going to do is Catwoman. Uh, so mm-hmm. Lauer, you could take the lead with Catwoman. Meow. <laughs> uh, this Jeez. was quite a surprise too. Uh, not. It's just as we talked about on uh, the Batman Book Club when you guys were on, I just think all three of us were kind of in the same boat of we just weren't exactly excited for Future State. So if I'm not excited really about it, it doesn't mean like, oh, well, actually, maybe this Catwoman story. But by the time I got to the Catwoman book, I'd already had some surprises of issues that and Pete was like, hey, Catwoman's good. And I'm like, well, damn that Peter Vera. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> and so I read it and I, it's kind of like it's a train heist uh, comic. Yep. And I just thought that like that was really cool. And that's also something different from all these other issues that uh, that we've read up to this point. And I just I love the you don't know you know that she wants to like you know steal the train she even comments on it of like she wants to steal the train and she's in cahoots with uh, kids that are on the train and it's like why what's so, what's so important and then you find out on the last page just like oh shit you know and uh, yeah. i thought it was good fighting some cool futuristic things um it was uncomfortable at first because i got some some heavy uh 1930s germany vibes by yeah. everybody getting assigned a number and they're getting on trains to head mm-hmm. off yes. to a uh, to an area and I'm like, well, that's not cool. I don't even I don't care if they really want to help them. I don't trust them. Um, and I like the twist of the of the other character who gets revealed at the very end also. And yeah. there's just like at the end, there's just like a couple different things that are all like, man, that is cool. The person that Catwoman frees, um, and then yeah, who the special person is and who that person frees. I know the book's already been out. I'll let one of you guys say who it is, but uh, I just thought all that worked for me. That was cool. Yeah, I do. The ending of this book is phenomenal. I mean, it's a double stinger. And I was like, oh my God, like I did not see this coming at all. But yeah, um, I'm with you. Like just the early vibes you get of kind of like Schindler's List, right? You know, like everyone's yeah. get it's a number and they're assigned, they go on the train and it was black and white, co- but there was one girl in a red coat. It was crazy. <laughs> and then there's like, like uh, you, get, you get those vibes kind of like, I don't know, this feels very like, and uh, like star warsy with like the empire and like how the magistrate works and everything and I, I i mean rom v is quickly becoming one of my favorite writers he's he's writing the regular catwoman title before future state and he will continue and he also did swamp thing so like he's really hot right now and it was just i was like wow like this is just it just fits with what he was doing before with catwoman and how she's got this like ragtag team of uh, kids and street uh, just street street kids just and she's trying to build them up and make them kind of like professional thieves and they're all working together for a, a, a greater purpose and uh it was just it's really the dialogue's really cool and just how like catwoman says she's like okay yeah but like i'm gonna do this anyway and just all, all the tech is just great and otto schmidt who did the art really phenomenal artwork like i love catwoman's suit i think it's drawn really well i thought her motorcycle just it just reeked of Redbird from batman and robin to me you know and there's that one panel where she goes like off the ramp and she's in there i'm like oh man that's kind of like it reminds me of like Batman and Robin chase scenes. So like, I was really into it with the bridges and everything. It was really familiar and just seeing just the tech and how she's got kind of like these like 
I don't know, digital wings or something. And then there's this EMP buffer. So she's like, when she lands on the train, it doesn't make any noise and no one detects her. Like it was really she's got cool. a really cool belly. Uh, yeah, I okay, sure. It's almost trains. Like, it's kind of like a life raft, but um, <laughs> it was just really interesting how like Rom was able to just kind of create this like. There's like a time limit, so they only have it, it you know, like with yep. the train heist, and you know, the, the and it's like in the artwork, the you can see the countdown clock, and I was just really impressed with everything. Watching her her fight, the action was great, and I like how when her cowl. The, gl- yeah. the eyes like they slide over like that was really that was a cool little neat take i just it, this is like this is one of my favorite books i mean it, it, and i really dig it i don't who's the guy at the end though with the who's the guy the cat woman freeze because i, I I'm onomatopoeia yeah onomatopoeia i have no did idea you ever did you ever read uh batman cacophony by kevin smith no i think he's i think he's shown up in green arrow stuff which would make okay. sense why you don't know but i was introduced to him from uh, Batman Cacophony, and then if you ever read The Whitening Gyre, which left on a, a bit of a cliffhanger that... Did you ever read that one? No. That one ended on a cliffhanger that we probably will never see a sequel to, which is too damn bad, and anybody <laughs> hearing that's read it knows why. But uh, he he doesn't talk, but like... He, he talks in gibberish. Well, what he says is like the action sound that you're reading on the comic book page. So you slit a throat and it says slit, he says slit. You hear like okay. a, like a bam, you know, because he punched somebody in the face. He says bam, like okay, so that's why as I'm looking at it, yeah, yeah. So um, he makes one noise too at some point as soon as he's free or whatever, and that's you know I think if you can find the page, there's something similar. You you see you read the noise and he says the same thing or something like mm-hmm. that. And so that's kind of interesting and in how why is she going to save him? Why because as far as I know, Catwoman has never had like a, an alliance with him. So that's kind of interesting. Of well, she's always got her own agenda. She, so Exactly. So that's kind of cool too, of how that's um, introduced to see what happens in the next and then, issue. Yeah. And then that final page, I'm like, no, you oh! did it. I was yeah. like, come on, bro. Yep. Eric, take it away. <laughs> yeah. So just really quickly, I agree with everything you guys both said. Of course um, you are. <laughs> the, this book is very jam-packed. It's got a lot in it um and yeah the the whole nazi germany vibe i agree with you laura that's definitely from the beginning um they even say like fascist and there's a little mm-hmm. lines of fashion they talk to reference it so we even have that um the time that they have to do it in the setup of how she's gonna get it done in the beginning um some of the stuff that i re- like images that i really liked was when she frees onomatopoeia then he puts that like bolt draws that circle bullseye on the shirt that was cool Right, like all, it's just a lot in this book, but leading to the end where we get not one but two reveals, where um, someone on the train who the woman who was actually with I don't remember the guy's name. He was kind of the, um, I guess they, I don't think the they ever said his name. Yeah, he was kind of. Like, is that Hugo Strange? <laughs> that's who I thought it was too. No, yes, he reminds I, me of like the commandant from Hogan's Heroes. Because <laughs> he's just kind of like a buffoon, and everything's going wrong with him. Yeah, he kind of look at obviously works for the magistrate and he's saying, Oh, she's um the Ms. Canoris, Canorius? Yeah. Like she's with him and she's got a free reign to the train. She can go through whatever she wants. So they take her on this this journey to the end and he's with her. And then it turns out not to be Miss Canorius, but Talia. Booyah. Yes. Uh, who's on the train helping Catwoman. 
And then the final panel we see is, can you hear me, Bruce? And we see Bruce Wayne trapped. I don't think here. actually Talia is helping Catwoman. I think Catwoman, isn't Catwoman's person on the train, the little boy who she frees earlier? Yeah, but she seems to, they were, she's speaking to her. She says, can you hear me? And then she says, it's me, it's Talia. Unless she's talking to Bruce, which I probably, I, I, she probably I didn't is. get that vibe. I, I thought, so. I thought there were two different, two different capers going on on this train. Like I kind of, when I was reading it, I thought Catwoman was trying to free Bruce, but she found this mumbo jumbo guy and Talia was yeah. in the train trying. I, I thought they were both trying to free Bruce, yep. but Catwoman got some right. like little wrong intel and then she freed some other dude and then Talia completed her objective. Like I, I thought they had the same plan, but I think Catwoman's info intel got a little uh, messed up there. See, I read it as she's freeing Anamatapia to help go free Bruce. Like I, I felt like that, in the end, when I finished at the end, because it didn't seem like once she freed, once Catwoman freed him, that she was like, all right, let's boogie. Let's get out of here. Right. Kind of, all right. Now I got you to help me. Well, because I thought she was going to use Anamanapia to steal the train. Well, she does say that. She says, you know, we're going to get rid of all everybody. You're going to get rid of the guards and we're going to walk free. And, you know, obviously he can't answer. So he just gives that thumbs up and then she frees him. So you do have that. Um, that dialogue but yeah i i read it wrong because at the end i think you're right i think she's talking to bruce when talia is revealed i think she's actually sees bruce in the thing and she says mm -hmm. you know it's talia and We're then she says yeah another uh selena talia duel just like in the rules of engagement and tom king's room that. that's gonna be and so weird that's what i thought was so cool about the story is because it's like it's like this just crazy caper gone wrong like you know like it, it it's almost like kind of like a modern western in a way where they're trying to like rob this train but everything goes wrong on the train like it's just it's cool because it's such a confined area like they said earlier in the book like you you don't have many friends on there and you're in a small space and there's not much room for you to go so like you got to make all this work and she's like i got this i'm catwoman you don't know what i could do bro you know like I, and i just I, like i dig Selena's confidence mm -hmm. yeah I, I told pete before we went on air that the this one also gives me um Snowpiercer, mm -hmm. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, well, it's there's I still a movie seen too. The movie, yeah, because yeah. I've um, heard nothing but awesome things about the movie, and I have not seen the movie yet. So the story doesn't align with it, but just the train part yeah. and being in the snow, in the snow. And, yeah, it was very, very. Uh, th th that was the most recent thing I could remember, so it like hit me right away. I was like, oh, this is like the Snowpiercer, where they're off track. Have you watched the show? <laughs> <laughs> off. Track. I have not watched the show yet. Okay. Um, I've heard good things. But I have not watched the show. I saw the movie and I was kind of like, that was one of those movies people like, oh, you need to see it. It's great. It's great. And then I watched it and it was good. But like, I didn't, I didn't think it was as great as they overhyped it for me. So it, oh. it didn't reach. Why are you not friends with them anymore? Yeah. Like I'm, right? I'm, I'm flipping through the pages here. I definitely don't think Catwoman was trying to free Automatopia because she's like, oh my. Oh, okay. And then she realizes him and then she's like, and then she's like, all right, if I free you, you can help me out. Like, yeah. I think, I think they okay. were both after Bruce Wayne. I'm new to comics, okay? I, I don't interpret them well, so <laughs> I apologize. I mean, you should start a show about comics. I should. <laughs> Make the BBC be about the BBC, so. I'm, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> not touching Reel the BBC, huh? Okay. Reel it back in. Hey-o! Oh, <laughs> Straight out of Gotham after dark. <laughs> after dark. <laughs> like, I've always wondered, like, all of a sudden we turn into Carrie Bradshaw. Um... <laughs> Samantha, hello. <laughs> oh, geez. Eric's Miranda. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot. 
Pete, come on. Come on, that's mean. Well, that's yeah, mean. God forbid I say he's the successful attorney. Yeah. That's okay. All right, all right. Oh, She's geez. also not nice. <laughs> yeah. Have you interacted with, Twitter, uh, with Eric on Twitter lately? He's a fascist. I'm a fascist. <laughs> according, yes, according to certain people. Just like fascist. the magistrate. Yes. Oh, magistrate Holzman. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you silenced Garrett Grev. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> you you silenced Garrett on Twitter. We all know it's true. Oh, you skippied the hell out of him, Eric. Oh, you guys. Mm-hmm. You blocked him and then you uh, still read his tweets. You guys and your stories. We didn't grab him from your account. <laughs> We're on to you, you fascist. Yeah. All right, so, sorry about that. Anyways, so this uh, all started with the BBC. I hope you know. Okay? It did. <laughs> that's how we got here. That is that's called a, a lot tangent, of life, and that's so what our show's famous for. We are. This is true. This is very true. So outside of the the, the last panel, we're not counting that because we can say that that's our favorite panel. Ah! We could probably say that. So we're not okay. counting that. Outside of that one, give me a favorite panel. The one with Catwoman taking out a bunch of dudes in that one long panel. Yes, mine too. Also another cool, uh, you could like storyboard sequence for a cool action beat in a movie, like one shot thing. It's, I think it's done really well. I think that's really cool. I agree. That was, that was going to be mine, but. Same Z. <laughs> I could pick another one, but I won't. Pete, what about you? For me, it's uh, it's Catwoman driving off of the uh, the bridge and using her wings and in her belly. Yeah, landing on the on the train. Like that's cool. And because it, it, it dude, it, there's a lot of panels in this book. That I'm like, man, this looks like Schumacher Batman. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I, just, I just I love that I love that motorcycle. I love the Redbird. It's one of my favorites. Shout out to Rob Myers because he loves it as much as I do. Um, <laughs> and it's just it's it's cool. Like I'm digging that art. Like I just do, especially it's in the snow and it's kind of dark and cool and. I'm really feeling it. So that's probably like my favorite page in the book. The one, one, that one, what's it called? The one guy who in the beginning where he's screaming fascist and they're trying to hold him back. But I, when I first saw that, I'm like, that looks like Logan. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's why it gives you those, like Lauer said that, that uh, Nazi Germany vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then they, then they all went all district 12 with their like little, yeah, signs that they held up, held yeah, up in there too. There were some uh, cool signs there. I thought that was, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I was, I was digging it. I, I just dig it. Like Rom, I mean, dude, he's that Rom is so hot right now. Like you know, like <laughs> he's like Hansel. He's yeah. so hot right now. It's amazing. He's I like great. dropping twenty-year-old movie references. So there you hey, go. that's what that's why I'm saying, boys. So yeah, so this one definitely, obviously, I think all of us can't wait for issue yeah. two because issue two is gonna be awesome like, right because yeah. of course the way it ended now we're like <gasps> so <laughs> so everyone everyone out there definitely check this one out if you have i can't yet. wait to look up this automatopoeia guy he sounds pretty dope like this is my first experience. pete you've got yeah. to read batman cacophony and then batman the whitening gyre that's all i'm saying i'm so glad you pronounced it because i would have said it completely wrong and justin would never let me forget it unam and adapia bye i meant cacophony <laughs> oh cacophony Keiko Fanny. There you go. That's Keiko what I would have Fanny. said. And then he's like, oh, look God. it up though, Pete. Okay. It's on the DC infinite, I think probably, but I've got the single issues. You'd be proud. The infinite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have something like 6,000 titles. They said something like that. It's a ridiculous amount. So Eric, you're going to start reading some comics. 
You're gonna have to keep trying worked. to do that offline because we got him. Not gonna happen. We got him hooked. Not that's gonna how we, happen. We, we hook him into podcasting about it. Next thing we know, he's like, yeah, <laughs> guys, I'm tired. I was up till five in the morning reading comics. Okay, on this DC Infinite, it's great. They were like, oh my god, he's doing it. Our crossover worked. Eric's one of us now. Yeah. So batting cleanup in our lineup today. Oh yeah. All right. Is the dick. Yes, is the dick. Oh god. <laughs> what? We have the BBC and the BBC. The dick. <laughs> the dick. What's next? This, this is like got? Zack Snyder's Justice League. This show's not for kids. That's right. <laughs> Where's the ass? There we go. Oh, it's coming. I think it's on like page 14. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Nicola Scott. The dick in the shower with a little, little, yeah. little, little ham. So, like so two of course, hams. of course, we were talking about Nightwing. Uh, so, Pete, go ahead. The ball. Oh man, this this one is crazy. Um, it's just everything. I mean, Nicola Scott, I love I love your artwork. You're amazing. You're you're my favorite. You're one of my favorite artists. Like, there's no doubt about that. But just the story in general, like. You know, Dick, he's just, he, he's angry. You know, this isn't our normal Dick Raisin, our, our level-headed and cool Dick Raisin. Like, he's he's feeling he's feeling the pressure of Bruce being gone, or so he thinks. And, right. You know, you could tell he's, he's, he's acting a little bit more lethal than he has in the past, you know. But he's still got his keen sense of detective abilities. Like, early on, he's able to pick out two moles, and he's able to, like, the, the yeah. magistrate is hunting him, and he knows it. And, you know, and it's really it's cool because he takes them out and he gets information and he's using them. He's literally playing them for a fiddle the entire book to lure them into a trap in Arkham Asylum where he's hanging out. And I thought that was really cool how Dick is using Arkham as a bat cave. Yeah. Leads to an interaction between the next Batman and Dick Grayson. And I just, I thought this was really interesting art, uh, artwork and just a story and just how it interweaves with current state of uh, Gotham city. And you could tell it's kind of happening in the now, like, certain issues of future state you're kind of like well where does this happen like where what you know like catwoman well where is catwoman taking place in terms of you know dark detective right or where does teen titans take place in terms of nightwing and you know it, it makes sense because in robin eternal you know in robin's monologue he's like you know dick's going crazy in arkham so clearly he doesn't mean literally he means you know dick's kind of like operating out of Arkham. so you get a little bit more, more closure and uh it's a little more definite there. Um, but I just was really feeling it. And when that one sniper just talks about Dick, uh, Bruce and Dick just throws the skirmish stick at him. Like that was, that was classic. And he's like, right in his knee. And you hear yeah, yeah. like, the femur will heal. And um, one of the most interesting things is uh, Renee Montoya was eventually commissioner. Like that yep. was a cool little Easter egg. You uh, peacemaker or peacekeeper, right? Or peacekeeper. Yeah. Peacekeeper one. Peacekeeper one has like her little, like, uh, I don't know, title bar or something or, or that you find on her desk. This is commissioner Montoya. So I thought that was interesting. The, the, the uh, Barbara Gordon's cameo was interesting. I've never seen her look this way. Like, and, and she, she kind of looks a little bat girly. Uh, it's very, it's like a mixture of Batgirl and Huntress, I feel like, with yeah. that mask. Uh, early Huntress. Uh, and just, you know, the, fir the co first confrontation, you know, uh, with the next Batman and just like, you know, how Dick is, you know, for uh, forfeited Arkham Asylum with booby traps and everything. And how Dick's like, I don't need to look at you, look under the cowl. You know, like I don't, I, he's like, I don't really care. He's like, all right, you want to be Batman? You're going to help me out here. So I was into it. I, I loved everything about it. Um, I was, I just, it's, it's just, it's my it was tough to pick between this and Catwoman, to be brutally honest, for my favorites. But uh, I'm going to side with this one. 
Yeah, this was um, I agree. This is this was either b- between those two, I would say. Uh, but I, I definitely, I think I, I agree with you. Nightwing um, edges it out a little bit for me, and um, yeah, every like everything you said, I agree with. You broke it down very, very nicely. I don't know if I have much more to add. I'm sorry, I took. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, we have the first interaction interaction between Dick and the next Batman. Um, you see him, like you said, as as his, at his best, at his crime fighting and, and detective best in the beginning. Ooh. The whole scene in the beginning with that couple who turns out to be, um, they're like Terminators, right? <laughs> like they're yeah. kind of these like robotic um, Android Terminator types. Um, very ruthless, very obviously he's in pain. You can see all of that playing out here. We finally get to see what Peacekeeper 01 looks like. I don't think we had seen him without his mask before this um in any of the other books so we kind of get kind of get to see that the montoya thing again that was awesome if anyone you know was looking for something like that so yeah uh this was a very very well written book the art's excellent uh like you said pete there is a shower scene so (laughs) well there's a history with that like if, if you're big on tumblr there, there's tons of things about Dick Grayson's butt. Like it's, it's, it's a well-known thing. So, you know, it's almost like having a Batmobile scene in a Batman movie. You can't draw, I think, one uh, Nightwing book without a. You need a dick butt. You need to <laughs> Grayson's butt. So. Yeah, then that one flashback where he's in the shower thing and he thinks back to the time when Bruce first found him. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of that in here, and it, it's just very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I agree with you. I enjoyed it. So, so I, I really like actually in the beginning how we're not understanding the dialogue that's popping up in some of the bubbles and everything. And then we see Nightwing comes in and he takes out some of the uh, some of the cybers, I guess you'd call them like Tim does. And then that great, um, you know, like twist here of the guy, he's like, you know, thank you. Can I, I just want to say, can I shake your next panel is one of dick sticks just bam pops him right in the head yeah that's like whoa and then dick just kind of lays it out that like the magistrate is going automated and you flip the page and you see it's a cool panel of like that victim was actually like when you read it your second time through after you know where everything is going it's kind of like oh it's this is a setup trying to trap him and then when that guy he sticks his hand up and you can see like the flesh color just melting off of his hand showing the whole like terminator aspect like you guys are talking about and everything and i'm like whoa this is this is a nice twist something yeah. i haven't seen anything else that i've that i've read and then how it plays into the, the sniper that shoots him and then with the bullet is like a tracer or a tracker so that's how they're able to find him and arkham which is also like a cool uh, a cool idea and how it's got that it's deserted but then he walks through the invisible covering wall that mm. takes like i just think that it's it's on a, a different level than Dark Detective has been my favorite out of anything that I've read. And then Nightwing's behind it. And I yeah. think it's, it's playing it on like a very street level level and everything just kind of clicks together. It, it lays some, some ideas down that are interesting and it, it plays why uh, the next Batman shows up and what it's like, they have to tackle that as well as this new, invasion by the peacekeeper six and her uh squad are going to invade uh arkham and take on the two and it's like 
we've only got 23 pages to continue on that and this hunt for this girl that the next Batman's uh, needs us help for. So it's like setting stuff in motion. That's just going to look, you know, that's, that's like really exciting. And then the art is fantastic. Um, smelling the, the comic, it smells delicious. It's fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lovely too. A Yankee candle needs to get that candle out, but uh, <laughs> this book, I think it's just, it's awesome. Just. Yeah. Awesome. I thought it was interesting when he has, when he, he um captures the next batman right he has him yeah in restraints whatever and he when he wakes comes to he says did you look and he didn't and he's he's one yeah. upping siri by having an arkham and he's like yo arkham shot this <laughs> intruder yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i was into that yeah but i did think it was interesting he didn't look while he could have didn't look mm-hmm. under the mask so that was one of the interesting angles in the book. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I would have been like, yeah, who the hell is this person? Now? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But I, um, I just don't, I don't think he really cares. I think he's just looking for someone to help him. You know, yeah. like, I, I just think, you know, it seems like he's kind of cut him up. He's kind of separated himself from the rest of the vigilantes in Gotham. You know, like Rob, Robin doesn't, you know, he's not out there helping Robin at all. So I feel like Dick's kind of, I feel like Dick's kind of lost it a little bit. Yeah, the reason he like the reason he gives or for why he allowed them to track him, um, he's like, I'm because I'm tired of running, tired of you know mm-hmm. how they do things. I want to have it on my turf, and this this yeah. can't do it. That I mean, that definitely definitely a very very angry uh, Dick Grayson. This is the angriest I think I've ever read anything about Grayson. Like I think it's I've never seen a Dick Grayson like this before. He's he's pretty upset. Yeah. He- little testy more jason toddish but <laughs> you know but uh yeah no i agree with you yeah so what um panel wise let's knock this one out what's your favorite panel favorite one what? is that de- oh, okay go lower sorry take mine anyway. um maybe not mine <laughs> is him jumping off that's the very first one <laughs> like the in the opening that yeah. two page yep. spread of him is it really <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> It, it is an awesome paddle. It is. Awesome. I just think that that's that's Dick Grayson. Like, we, there's so many shots. It just seems like he is almost free falling off of a tall building, and I think that's just like everything's illustrated, and it's really cool how we have him front and center, um, but then we see the wanted signs on the different buildings and the drones and everything. It just kind of says a lot about you could get a lot out of this without knowing anything else either. Like they're on the hunt for him. Yep. And that right there is just intriguing enough. And then it just looks really, really good. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's a great two page spread. I love all the architecture and the details in the buildings, the church, uh, the, the, the water towers, the, the, the water things underneath them mm-hmm. and the water posters. And again, it, he just looks like, you know, standard acrobatic race and it's wonderful. And I think it's also the best shot of the suit in the book. Um, I don't mind the suit. I, aside from the chin strap, I don't like the chin strap. But I dig the suit and uh, I like how it's kind of like the logos like strapped onto him as opposed to just being a part of the suit. I know I said yesterday on the Let's Go show that uh, I know a few people didn't like that, but I really dig the suit and how it's different and kind of modernized, you know. Yeah. My favorite panel is the one I referenced before with when he's having the flashback to when his parents died at the circus and mm. you see him. Sitting. I mean, that's just kind of... It's, it's very emotional. Yeah, and it helps you get to the point where he's at like to understand and, where he's and at. I mean, it just like ignites so many memories of reading uh, comics of Bruce and Dick Grayson and, and like that moment that's played out on, you know, in animation and in comics and stuff before too. Yeah, that's like a one panel and it's like, oh my God, oh, you got yeah. me. And all the action stuff's great too. Like Scott did a fantastic job with the action, like the opening scene 
with the robot and then the deception of like those Terminator people and how, you know, where she's like, no, I just got knives. Like that was cool. And then, you know, seeing Dick take out that sniper was really interesting. So like, I just, all the, all the action choreography, I guess, like, I don't know what you would call yeah. it for a book. No, you're that's... Is it still called choreography. <laughs> like I just thought all that that's was written really choreography, awesome. drawn choreography. Yeah. I thought that was just <laughs> fantastic. And you know, she's a, uh, Nicola Scott's just a, an amazing artist. I'm so glad to, that she's on this book because it just, the writing's great. The art's great. And like, I love it when that stuff just falls in sync like that. And the last panel like builds the tension, right? Builds the, the mm -hmm. suspense for what's going to happen next. So uh, that's a very, very cool end. Um, you, everyone's there. All these there. peacekeepers have mohawks. You notice that? Even the women. Yeah, I know. That's true. It's, a, it's an interesting thing they did. It must be like, that's how you, they uh, initiate you. <laughs> they shave your head. <laughs> they shave your head to a mohawk. They you a You're mohawk. getting a mohawk. <laughs> that's it. Company issue. Mohawk. <laughs> So yeah, so that's the four. That's the four Gotham related ones that Gotham City related. Now, how would you rank the four books, gentlemen? What is your what is your ranking in order? Go ahead, Laura. these four mm -hmm. from uh from one to four or four to one. Let's uh, one to four. Let's go in order. One to four. Uh, Nightwing, Catwoman, Harley Quinn, Robin. But I like all four of them. No, I'm exactly the same. I like all four. Of them. I like all four of them in different ways, but I. Nightwing and Catwoman are definitely my favorites. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I would agree. I'd agree with you. Those are probably the same order. Uh, but I do again. I did like all of them. Every one of the mm -hmm. books was is good so far. The ones that I've read, all the ones I've read are good. Um, the next Batman being the least, my least favorite. But we'll see yeah, what happens. I, th I think I know? have to agree with you on that. Next Batman, I I, yeah. I definitely have enjoyed the least. Yeah, Dark. I would say Dark Detective is probably my number one yeah. of the Gotham books. Um, the one book we didn't talk about, which isn't doesn't really take place in Gotham, I think it actually takes place more in Metropolis, is uh, Batman Superman. I thought that was a good book as well. So please read that. That you know that was a fantastic book. All right, we can throw that on the next one we do for the Batman Book Club. We, we can, can have that one there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, planning not, Ryan's, not, I'm planning Ryan. I'm planning Ryan's show. For him. We can't do that. We can't do that. Or... <laughs> I told him he can't play in other people's shows. Like I'm sorry. I apologize. So Pete will be on next month when we wrap this up. Uh, I don't know if we'll have the space for you. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm God. sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, well, what happens? It happens in life. It happens. You outgrow oh. things. <laughs> Jeez, Eric just called you a pair of pants. <laughs> well, he's, he's kicking me off his show. I'm too big for this BBC. <laughs> yeah uh, well we'll just leave that one alone <laughs> i'm out i've outgrown the bbc okay people are like i used to like this straight out of gotham show but then like it's you know i just they can't watch it it's like something i would find on hbo max <laughs> so pete i already asked you this when we kicked off the show about you know what your feelings are for future states so far since you've read more of the books than laura and i have but laura i'll turn to you um what do you think so far what are your do you want to see more? I, I like the two-month idea okay. because though I I am really liking Dark Detective and I like the four books today that we just talked about, I don't think I'd want ongoing series of all these. Uh, next Batman, it just it totally feels like that one. They are planting the seeds for the the series. They're trying to get us invested, and then they're like, "Hey, our series," because they announced one for. 
I always get it mixed up on whether it's launching in, in February or March that they announced after like issue one was released. And I'm like, really? Okay. Uh, but even with like Nightwing, it's like I, if they did like a six issue spot and like, yeah, I'm in beyond that, I think I'd be kind of like, okay, I'm kind of over this. Um, right. So their whole two month experiment is a good time period and leave them wanting more. Don't keep producing until everybody just is until it just crashes into the ground you know yeah, yeah. um i've i've enjoyed like I, as i keep saying i don't read like you guys do so i've enjoyed uh for the most part reading these future versions of the characters and um obviously it's the their character is their characteristics are still the same for the most part they're still the people they've always been but i've enjoyed the futuristic aspect and having something like this um but like I said, with the next Batman, obviously, Brian, we've said this before, it, it's hard when Batman isn't Bruce Wayne, right? It, it's a hard, hard read. So um, I'd like to see if they did something, say, more condensed, maybe not a bunch of books with a bunch of people, just maybe more condensed one book if you want to keep Future State going and you have these stories, maybe do something like that. But um, it would be, I think it'd be interesting, maybe not right away, but even maybe in the future to come back to it and do it again something like that so in the future come back to the future yes whoa yes. dude right um dude. as you were just saying kind of like what they did with like earth 2 back in the new 52 everything kind of happens in one store even like deceased where it's like okay all this is right. going on but it's all self-contained um I i've been digging it I i'm enjoying it for the most part but i'm ready to go back to like normal continuity you know, I want everything to kind of, I, w I want all my ducks in a row, I guess, you know, I just, I like my, my, I like it the way it was. Um, but like, I'm a lot more pleased with this than I thought I would be. Right. Yeah. I do remember you guys when it first was announced, all of you guys were like, ah, I don't know. And ah, I don't think we need it. It's kind of like a distraction, but it seems you guys at least are enjoying most of it. And that's, I guess that's the bottom. That's what we want in the end. Yeah. And don't forget we're getting Joker in March, right? The Joker is that when the Joker solo series begins? Uh, I believe, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know Ryan's really pumped about that one, <laughs> not too much. But hey, Tynan doesn't have to focus on Batman, so it might be good. Oh, uh, so. he, well, you know, there, there's a shot right there. Who's the who last night we saw when we were talking about Joker? I remember if it's oversaturated, I think we brought that up last night too. If there's too much in Joker. comics, yeah, yeah. um. One so, of the vigilantes that might have been yep. Daddy Batman, even or Nico, that yeah. said that he felt in comics or Zeddy. I don't know. One of the vigilantes said it. Oversaturated <laughs> in comics, not in like live action or, or anything. So I think. Well, I thought after Joker War, it set up for a break, to be honest. So I was yeah. actually very surprised that they went to a, a solo series right away after that. I thought we were destined for like a little bit of a break. We just had like the one-two punch of three Jokers and Joker War, like two right. big things to come out in DC at the same time to where I'm sure it did feel like, all right, we need a break from Joker, bring somebody else in and whatnot. So, I mean, I'll give the series a shot. Like I said, we get we get to handle um, books digitally to like review. So right. give it a shot. And if I don't like it, I don't need to continue. We're so. getting a more Leto Joker as well, but we won't go there right now. Oh, we'll yes, baby. Take it, Reno. Yep. <laughs> I'm waiting. HBO Max is going to launch a Leto Joker series. Oh, you know geez. what's happening. Yes, it's, it's happening. Coming. It's coming. You've, you've been watching too much state TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Oh, we're getting a bunch of offshoots. 
but but that's shh, that's for us yeah. to know. Whoops. We, we can't. Sorry. You heard it here first. Sorry. Unless it doesn't happen, then it was never heard here at all. <laughs> then I never said it. Hashtag no. it until it wasn't. Exactly. <laughs> so, Lauer, anything else Batman Book Club-ish we should be looking out for? Yeah. Uh, if somebody listened to this and they didn't know that this is part two of a crossover, like right. check out my show for uh, episode 41 where uh, the straight out of Gotham rascals, Peter Vera and Eric Holzman heard of them. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They were on and we were talking in the next Batman and dark detective uh, issues one and two. That was a fun and good conversation and coming up on uh, either it's coming up or it just dropped the, an episode with uh, our bat bro, Garrett Grev, Minnesota's finest. Um, The recently silenced Garrett Grev. Yes, yes. Uh, where we talk Batman Earth One Volume Two, written by the Snake Jeff Johns and illustrated by Gary Frank, uh, colored by the legend Brad Anderson, um, and that is a that was a good conversation as well. And so, if you like comic books, go to the Batman Book Club. I can't believe you just called him the Snake. Oh, uh, yeah, I guys. I mean, I don't need to tell you this, but but Ryan's show is excellent. So if you guys, you know, have, aren't if you guys aren't into it yet and you love Batman comic books or Batman books in general, because, you know, he'll do he'll even do he'll do any kind of Batman book. So uh, I'm waiting for the Batman Captain Marvel crossover to get. <laughs> Eric's called it already. So why I know now. No, I told you. Room, it's, I did tell you I wanted to do that Nightwalker book. I think we should we could review that book. Um, yeah. Batman Nightwalker. It was a it was a novel. I, it's a novel. Don't know so. what. Oh, they're gonna try to get all sophisticated. <laughs> I'm not gonna read a comic book, but I'll make. Dude, nobody comics. calls books. I said any form of reading Batman is yeah. allowed. Yeah. And as expected, That's... of course, people are gonna pick comics. Uh, Rob Myers and I did the Batman Forever novel movie novelization uh, for Batman Forever's 25th anniversary. And that was a blast to read that novel and talk about it because it's like that's that's the closest to the Schumacher cut I think we're gonna get, and it's drastically different from the movie. Um, but nobody's called books or like you know I think the the original Batman two screen like script is out there you can get it and read it and that's different from what we got like that'd be something you should, you interesting should and actually have Sam Ham on to talk about that I'd love to he's on Sammy Twitter. boy I know you're listening come on Sammy <laughs> but yeah Eric there's a there's Batman novels that are out that I totally that I've read and I would totally read um, for the show so though I don't right. know what you're talking about now. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's, it's you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. It's a good book. It is. It's um, yeah. it's. I think it's written more for. It's kind of like a Harry Potter type book. It's written for a younger person, but I enjoyed it. Oh, so they're gonna say, yeah, it's written for those established types who don't have pictures. <laughs> no, in completely books. the opposite. <laughs> completely the other way. But what do you I like that we're entertaining. Right? We're entertaining you, Pete, so much right now. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Can I do the show art? Like, is that a problem for you? It's for the no, show. I just love like uh-huh. multitasking. Well, Pete, you can you can now plug away because I know there we go. Yeah, there I've been working on short. Thank you, Ryan. I know anyway. today. I know you have something with at Batman on film that you did recently. So go ahead, Pete. Plug. Oh, that's right. I did what yes. I love to do the most. I love talking with the old man himself, <laughs> Bill Ramey, the old Texas gunslinger. We were talking about Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League and the R rating. So. That was fun. It's it's like I've been, dude. I've just been 
I've been so Samantha lately. Just I'm on this show. I'm on that <laughs> show. I'm on all the shows with my cosmopolitan. So I'm just having a blast. Oh, Samantha. So just roaming around. There are way too many Sex in the City references. <laughs> it's hysterical. I love it. Um, but uh, yeah, like no, Samantha, I've been. On... There's room for more. <laughs> there's always room for more. We're, we're <laughs> our our listenership is going up, and we're yes. expanding to a whole new audience. But yeah, no, just um, had a chance to talk with Bill about that, and it's interesting how. Um, you know, contrary to popular belief, Bill backed Snyder on this one. So every, all those haters out there, give it a listen because you're in for quite a surprise. So Bill and Zach agree on something at least. <laughs> so that was fun to listen to and be a part of. Did you review anything recently? Have you reviewed your comic oh, reviews? See. Any comic reviews? I have. Oh, I have. A, oh, gee. Oh, you want me to do plugs? We're doing plugs. Yeah. Here. Well, geez. Well, as always. <laughs> yeah, me, I, I ain't talking about BOF either. Spiel yeah. going here, boys. Uh, you can follow me on social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Zach Snyder's favorite, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. You can follow my show that I co host with the champion of Long Island. That's uh, that Mr. Final E33. You can follow us at straight underscore O underscore G. On both Instagram and Twitter, um, you can catch my comic book reviews. I've got a review of Detective uh, Dark Detective. I got a review of Man Bat. I have a Funko Pop review that's in the mail, so that'll be posted ASAP nice. by the editor in chief himself. Uh, I've got other action figures review on Batman on Film YouTube. Uh, when we had Detective Comics, I've got reviews over there, so please <laughs> check that stuff out. Uh, don't forget to check out our YouTube page for our live streams. We did an SOG tonight last night, which was three hours of fun. Or, I mean, you know, I guess you'd call it the, the Bud Light stream, um, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But th that was a good time. And uh, Eric, take it away, because I forgot what I was going to say. No, I'll let Lauer go plug some stuff. Lauer, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I didn't know that's, that's what was going on. I, I've got some stuff <laughs> up on, on the Batman on film, just like uh, Pete here. I've got reviews of the next Batman 1, 2, and 3. Also, I reviewed the DC's recent release of The Art of Lee Bermejo. Um, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the wonderful Lieber Mayo. That's a great book. Um, and pretty sure that there's going to be an interview with Lieber Mayo on a podcast that Ooh. might be available now. You'll hear some familiar voices on that. You can also follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter at the Batman BC, also on Instagram at the Batman BC. And if you want to follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan. Lower spelled like lower standard. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's that's as much peanut butter as as we want for this. Yeah, for this episode, it's a, so. it's enough enough um Skippy. I think mm -hmm. yeah for this one. Right. Eric's more of a GIF guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> classy. The soft he like, J. He likes the chunky kind. Oh no! Don't even. <laughs> I Stop. actually do. I like chunky peanut butter every once in a while. I Not like it. Too. But I don't prefer it's it. It's a nice change of pace, you know. I don't prefer it. You know who doesn't like the chunky Garrett Graff? What does he like? They're outside of Batman. I don't think me and Garrett have any similarities or any common interests. Well, there's certain things he can't eat. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> one time I shared a picture of vodka penne pizza with him, and he's like, "Whoa, pasta on pizza? That's crazy, guys." Joe Mauer. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Mauer. <laughs> Go twins, go twins! Oh, uh, okay, we love Mark. you, Garrett. We love you. We we poke well, fun just, because I we mean, love I'm just you. glad that Twitter silenced you because oh, yeah. <laughs> you mean Eric, the fascist. Silence. Oh, that's yes, right, me. Eric. Let's all, let's all bow down to <laughs> his supreme uh, his supremeness, Eric Holzman. 
think of Twitter. You know, you know, if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have government agencies looking at me, I'd create a fascist. I'm fascist, Eric account on Twitter. Whoa, oh, wow, so that sounds like an admission. So, Eric, what were you doing on on the sixth of January? Huh? Were you hanging out? <laughs> I would. I'm not lying. I would. Is this supposed but, uh, to be where we say the thoughts and opinions of Eric Holzman represent Eric Holzman only, not the <laughs> yeah. show or any participants? <laughs> It's like, oh man, Eric, Ryan, how do you want to split the like 50 grand we get for turning me in? I, I, oh boy, where are we going? I'll give you 30. I just need 20. That's what just give you oh. 20 grand. Batman Nightwalker, that's a good book. Yeah. So we'll definitely, sorry, you can break down that one if you want. Eric, you're my cat your can't distract me. Huh? Would you're you allowed be? to do your plugs now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, sorry. I don't even know what I'm plugging. Um, <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'll start, I'll start with Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Pete didn't go over Facebook, so you guys could check out Straight Outta Gotham on Facebook. We have our, our show page and our group page. The group is more for our fans to come in, interact, talk to each other, yell at us, whatever you want to do there. Um, so just go to Facebook, um, look up, straight, search for Straight Outta Gotham, and you can find both. Uh, on Twitter, you guys can find me at Finally33. That's spelled Finale33. Uh, you know, hit me up, talk about anything you want. I'm like, these guys are talking about politics. I'll discuss religion. I'll discuss comics, movies, whatever. What, com- yeah, comics. So we, got, we got Eric into comics. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Yes. <laughs> at least Future State. I can discuss that at least for now. We could do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just a really quick reminder too. When Zack Snyder's Justice League does come out, we will be having a show. All three of us will be on that show. On Plus, the 19th. I'm going to watch yes. it twice. Plus a bigger, the, our larger group. It'll either be through Let's Go or through Iceberg Lounge or however we're doing it, we'll decide. But just to put that out there really quickly. Um, can that be a do, a do stream? Hmm? Can that be a do stream? That like drink Mountain Dew? Dew? Oh, yeah, I, yeah. That's fine with me. What, what, what kind of alcoholic beverage can you mix with Mountain Dew? What's anything. Favorite? Any Dude, kind of anything. rum was perfect. Rum and Dew? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm drinking. If Lauer's on that show, I'm drinking a rum and Dew. <laughs> please, please do. Oh. Woo. Yeah. So let's check. Look, look for that, guys. Definitely. Like I said, March 19th, we'll be doing something as a group with our podcast family that we'll be getting together and, and breaking down Zack Snyder's Justice League, the four hour event that's coming. Um, we will be having another Iceberg Lounge before then as well, straight out of Gotham and whoever we get to come with us on that specific show. Um, we're planning it. We'd like to do them every once in a while. So we'll be doing something like that in the near future. So anything else, guys? Uh, uh, I, th- I think we covered it. And if we didn't you- cover it, we, we covered it twice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Read more Batman comics. Yes. All yeah. right, gents, this was fun. Let's see what happens. We will again. Yes, we'll be we'll be doing this again for the next round of Future State sometime this month, I would assume. So we'll be doing it then. So for Ryan Lauer and Peter Vera, I am Eric Holzman. This is Straight Out of Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah!